Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. We are back and better than ever. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Big day in so many ways on this Thursday. Opening day and night in Major League Baseball. And we've got that covered a million different ways. Plus, it was make fun of the host day on Get Up. So someone is aggravated. Here we go. Only one place to start. Lamar's a heck of a talent, but man, we got a quarterback. Everyone knows Lamar's skill set. Lamar's a stud. I'm sure they'll work it out there. Time for us to get under the cap. He makes a lot of money, but he's a heck of a player. Listening to the statements that were made, I was frustrated for him. All right, uh, the Lamar Jackson thing remains in the middle of everything. The Aaron Rodgers thing remains in the middle of everything. We are working our way towards the NFL draft. I'm going to spend most of this day on baseball and basketball, but because I have the opportunity to keep Mike Tannenbaum and Rob Nikovich around after we finish Get Up Today, let's do a little football to start things, and then we'll jump into other stuff. Although I will, Nico, you grew up uh, out there in the suburbs of Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Were you actually in Joliet or outside I was Joliet? right there, right outside Joliet. Right outside Joliet, old, Illinois. Old town, New Lenox, Illinois. Were you a Cubs or White Sox fan growing Sox, up? Sox, Southside. And uh, and okay, so and and so okay, well, so not as much as uh, <laughs> I'm not, I mean, well, actually, some there is some enthusiasm, I think, after what was a really disappointing year last year. Some mm-hmm. enthusiasm, yeah. There's the always the one thing, the one thing I would say about uh, any Chicago fan, there's always the next year, the enthusiasm. We're right there. Yeah. Even if the year before was terrible. Hope springs eternal. Tannenbaum, I always have associated you with New York. I've always thought of you as someone who grew up in Long Island because literally everything about you says you grew up in Long Island. (laughs) But uh, I mean, your your, your personality, your choice of the way you live your life, the fact that you now live in Boca. I mean, that is like the traditional path is directly from the five towns to Boca. Um, And yet somehow you're from Massachusetts. Yeah. How did that happen? I was born in New York until I was eight. PS 178, and then... uh, Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so I missed this part. Yeah. Where is PS 178? In the Bronx. Lived in Co-op City. You grew up in Co-op City until... My grandparents lived in Co-op City. uh, My whole childhood. Yeah, until I was eight. But my baseball team is the Mets because when I graduated UMass, before I went to law school, my very first job in my career was working for the Pittsfield Mets, put cheese on the nachos... Break the infield, and I've been a Met fan ever since. We got we are overrun with Met fans in this place. Mr. Rich over there, one of our camera guys who's been with us forever, is wearing his Met stuff today. All the baseball fans are excited. It's a good day. You know, baseball opening day used to be something different than what it is now. But first of all, it was always on a Monday, and there was the parade. I think maybe there still is a parade. Uh, in Cincinnati, but that was like a tradition and it was always the same day and everyone would play and all that. And now, of course, it's all a little bit different, but it's still fun to have it back. And so we'll do plenty of baseball as we go today. But you heard a little bit of the, the Lamar Jackson stuff there. And later in the show, I'll play the, the Richard Sherman quotes. Uh, I have the sound actually of it. But, but I don't want to waste the time while I have you guys here. But but I will I will paraphrase quickly to just say that Richard Sherman's basic take is that because the quarterbacks have so much juice in football that 
they have some obligation because it would be for the betterment of every football player that ever comes along again into the future. And the fact that non-guaranteed contracts, which is what they are, are by definition just completely unfair and an unreasonable thing to ask. In no other walk of life do they exist I mean, I can't fathom. I've been working at ESPN for 27 years. I can't imagine them coming to me and saying, uh, Greeny, we'd like to uh, have you enter into a long-term agreement to continue working here um, that we can cancel anytime at our sole discretion, but you are completely bound by the terms of it. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. So what Richard Sherman is essentially saying is that Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, maybe Joe Burrow, maybe these guys could change it for everyone going forward. Is there some obligation on them to do it? I mean, Ninko, you were one of those guys. You made a lot of money playing football, but your contracts weren't guaranteed and everything else. What do you think? Everyone's different as far as their number. Everyone has a different number of what you need. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, he he mentioned Patrick Mahomes and the BS contract. If Patrick Mahomes signed a fully guaranteed contract north of $200 million, he wouldn't have Travis Kelsey touch, catching touchdown passes for him in the Super Bowl. So his legacy and all the stuff that comes with being a quarterback, if you're paid at the level that these quarterbacks are paid at and you want those fully guaranteed, you know who's hurt? It's really hurting the 40, 40th to 53rd guy on the roster because those guys are just going to be like eating crumbs off the floor because the highest paid guys are going to have their full fully guaranteed contracts and everybody else is going to be searching for whatever's left. So that's interesting. So that's the law of unintended consequences. And, and this is something that I'm fascinated by. I'm always worried about spending too much time on it on the shows because I always wonder how much the fans actually care. This is not your business. It's not your life. You, you care about the players on the field. Maybe you don't care about the guaranteed contracts. So I promise we won't stay in this forever. But Mike T., no one would understand this better than you would. What would the consequences of guaranteed contracts in the NFL actually be? Well, they would have to change the system because with a hard cap greening, basically what Nico said is there would be a very few players that would get a lion's share of the money and then be a lot of you know minimum salary players. And if you think about... But why? I mean, I'm so- Hold on, I'm sorry. Because contracts you- are guaranteed in baseball. Contracts are guaranteed in basketball. And that isn't the way it works in those sports. Yeah, because it's just the math. So let's just say Lamar Jackson gets $50 million a year and the cap's $225 million. So you have 52 other players to pay. It's just the math of how it would work in terms of... Can you, if it's fully guaranteed, can you still adjust the cap? Well, maybe the guys at the top wouldn't make as much then, right? Well, you know, it's a great point. I made a number of calls yesterday, including a Hall of Fame coach, and said, what's your perspective on Lamar Jackson? And his answer was very simple. Quarterback salaries are getting too high. It's really hard to put a competitive team around him. And we've seen countless examples of that. Now, look, we know Patrick Mahomes won, but they also let Tyreek Hill go. And he's his greatness has showed up, but... It'll be interesting. When Joe Burrow signs, does he lose T. Higgins, right? When Justin Herbert signs, do they lose somebody? So they they would probably have to take a little bit less. And it's an interesting discussion. Would a player take a little bit less money, Greeny, to have it all guaranteed? I, I, you know, at the, the, the guaranteed piece of it, it just – yeah. go ahead. You couldn't, you couldn't have – like if you took everyone's contract on a team right now – their contract, you almost have to cut them in half and just guarantee 50 to 75%. Like, you can't have these big contracts. Because at the end, some like if you look at Patrick Mahomes' contract, the last couple of years are like 28, $38 million, right? That's not guaranteed. But his hope was I could spread out my, my bonus over this 10-year span. I'm still going to make 
45 million a year, whatever his average was. And then he could re-up and then just push it down the line, which helps out some of the other guys that are looking for contracts. But wait, so, so, so I feel like we're making, we're making arguments on behalf of the owners because we've just sort of become conditioned to do that. Well, if you did this, then everything, but you know what else? You could also change the system, right? This 100%. whole idea of how we, how we handle signing bonuses, how that money gets distributed, how all this works. Th- these, it's not like these were like on the tablets, you know, with the 10 commandments, like we can change that too, if we want to. Greedy, something very fundamental, get rid of the salary cap. Like the salary cap was designed in the late seventies to save the NBA. And it's had an incredible run, but you can make an argument now, given the health of the sports, like, do we need, like, fundamentally, like, is a salary cap necessary? Yeah, baseball doesn't have a salary cap. It has some other artificial impediments in place. Baseball has had greater parity than any of the other major sports in the last 20 years. No one thinks that because the Dodgers' um, uh, salary, uh, excuse me, their payroll has been so much higher, and for a while there, the Yankees' payroll was so much higher. But the reality is, and part of this is the randomness of their postseason, but the reality is it has not led to one or two teams just completely dominating and winning the championship every year and all that kind of stuff. I think the, the people who run the National Football League have done a brilliant job of convincing us that we couldn't possibly run this thing if, if the contracts were to become guaranteed. And the reality is we, could, we, could, we have figured out far more complicated things than that. Well, I think part of that, I think that's half the conversation. The other half is when you look at union leadership it's hard to wrangle such a big group of people who have, let's face it, very eclectic and disparate goals. Patrick Mahomes' goals are, and security is different than the rank-and-file player, and that's one of the reasons the NFL can have a salary cap. That's right. So, so th- that's the important part, and it's an impossible— I've had this conversation with D. Smith, and I've had it with Gene Upshaw over the years and many others, that it is impossible to— find any level of unanimity and thought amongst the players because consider the three levels of players it's probably more than three but let's let's divide them into three categories there are the very very few at the very top the Patrick Mahomeses of the world there are the players who make the next amounts of money of which Rob Nikovich was one guys who make multiple million dollars but not 40 you know 30 or 40 a year but make have long-term contracts and then there are all these guys who are making something close to the league minimum and will only make it in the league for two or three years so, and generally know that. And those people's interests, that makes up half of the union, and they're never going to be interested in something that benefits everyone else. Well, so the problem also, the average career is three years. That's what I mean. Yeah, so it, you guarantee a lot of these guys that are – a lot of the guys that play 3.3 years or whatever the total is – their contracts, they make three years of their base salary, right. right? So it's the top tier. It's the guys that you're putting a lot of money into that you risk. If you fully guarantee something and you give them $200 million and they play one year, like how do you continue to move forward with a team that has a guy that's five years signed, fully guaranteed contract that's not available to play ever again because of a career-ending injury? Greedy, to your point, that last CBA passed – on the union side by like 60 votes. We're talking about a 10-year deal worth billions of dollars that was razor thin. Like, it's really hard 
to get the players to agree on something. All right, so this is something that I, I, I personally find it very interesting. But as I said, I always worry that this is not of uh, as much interest to the audience, so I will leave that part of it there for the moment and, and then just dive very quickly into um, the other part of this, which is as we work our way towards the draft here, what else do we have our eye on um, as far as player movement? I mean, the Aaron Rodgers thing has got to get done. The Lamar Jackson thing has got to get done. I have no idea how that winds up coming to an end. That's pretty much all we have our eyes on right now Odell I guess Odell and the other one that's really interesting to me is DeAndre Hopkins agree you mentioned on the show like when you look at the Patriots where they're drafting they could draft a receiver but I think for New England's case guys I think they desperately need another offensive lineman Isaiah Wynn didn't work out I don't think Riley Reese the answer Trent Brown's okay I would love for them to get DeAndre Hopkins before the draft and then draft an offensive lineman no I agree I think that's I think that's a great idea great plan for the Patriots Protect the quarterback. Give him another target. I'm looking through some of the – I have my players in here alphabetically, so I, I can't run through all of the names for you right now. But there are a ton of offensive tackles that are going to be going right in the area of 13, which is where the Jets pick, 14, which is where the Patriots pick Paris Johnson, Peter Skaronsky. What's Jones. the kid's name from Oklahoma? Yeah, uh, Anton Harrison. Anton Harrison. I would, I would say that if the Patriots pick a first-round tackle, people might lose their mind because they went guard tackle in the but last But that's two. why if they get DeAndre Hopkins, it's – It'll help. Yeah, you have Gusecki, yeah, Bill yeah, O'Brien, yeah. and DeAndre Hopkins. That offense should look differently. Greedy, to your point about the tackles, though, like what's really interesting as we talk about Rodgers, the Jets, and the Packers, both the Jets and the Packers need a tackle. They're mm-hmm. both picking right around each other. But because of Bakhtiari and Mekhi Becton's availability, I can see both teams taking the tackle. All right, we'll see where it all winds up. Guys, thank you. As always, uh, Mr. Uh, Ninkovich is going to get himself <laughs> a salami sandwich. Is that what I understand? Hard salami and mustard. That's my favorite sandwich. I- I'm-, I'm heading up to Yellow. Connecticut. To uh, the Olavskis for a little, uh, you know, peanut butter Some rice cakes. <laughs> Dan Orlovsky. I don't know. Dan Orlovsky was tweeting about how much he loves peanut butter and jelly on rice cakes, which I don't know. I mean, it literally makes me question my friendship with him. I mean, I, I don't really know any other way to put it. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. The baseball season starts today. The green light is next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
Greeny, the podcast. Oh, yeah. That sounds awfully good to these ears. Greeny back and better than ever on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Huge week for us. We'll talk about that in a minute. Huge day for sports fans everywhere. It is baseball opening day. So, Hembo, you know John Fogarty's center field, right? This is a song you know? This is my favorite song. This is, my, this is the only genre of music that I truly know and enjoy. Songs about baseball? <laughs> yes. Generally played and made much, much before I was born. Was this song made well before you were born? I don't think this song was played. I was, was born in 1990. Well, what year was this song required? I guess it probably is before 90. 85. 85. Okay. I thought this was so an was older say, song. This isn't that. that old. Um, okay, fair. One way or another. It's opening day. We'll give it a green light here in a couple of minutes. I got some other stuff to talk about, and we will get to it right after this word from AutoZone. Are you dealing with a dead battery? Head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination, where they offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. Their free battery testing can help you know <coughs> if you need a new battery or not, or if you're in need of a fresh charge. And if you do happen to need a replacement battery, they can help with that too. They've got reliable replacement batteries starting at just seventy nine ninety nine. And they're the only place you can find proven tough Duralast batteries. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. So before I get to the green light here, um, the only thing I can say is you guys are the best. I mean, the best. Our book, Got Your Number, comes out next week. Tuesday is the actual publication date. And we uh, have, the way this has worked is that we keep doing signed copies. Hembo and I have autographed copies and giving them to people, and they never seem to have enough of them. Yesterday, I told you they were going to go fast. I had one location where you could get autographed copies. I promoted that they were available, and in less than five minutes, they were all gone. I have a new one today. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to pressure you into something you don't want to do, but I'm telling you if you want to order autographed copies of our book and be the first to get them, which is called – the book is called Got Your Number – Posted right now, pinned to the top of my Twitter page, I have another link. This is not the same one as yesterday. This is a different link. It's from Books A Million. And you could just click on the link that I have at the top of my page right now at ESPN Greeny, and you can order autographed copies. History suggests these are going to sell out very quickly. So if you want one and I want you to have one, then the time to order it is right now. Um, so again, go to my Twitter page at ESPN Greeny pinned at the top. You will see a link from books a million. Click on that. We have autographed copies from both Hembo and me. They are available for you right now. Uh, while supplies last, we will see how long that winds up lasting. That said time for the green light. I'm ready to go right now. Green light light with Greeny. Uh, we're going to go green light here uh, with Hembo's take. So I am going to yield my time to the esteemed gentleman from the state of Pennsylvania, Mr. Hembakitis, who is going to give us the takes today as our green light, which are the five top takes as we start this Major League Baseball season. And if you are relatively new to our show... And if you have not been with us through baseball seasons, I, I say this in all seriousness, and it is the reason that we have him here. I believe Hembo knows more about baseball than anyone else alive. And, and, I, and I mean that sincerely. And that includes Bob Costas and, and includes uh, Brian Kenny. Who else should I be throwing into this Does it include Mad Dog Russo? It includes Chris Mad Dog Russo, wow. although that's close. High praise. It includes Buster Olney, Tim Kirchin, Peter Gammons. I will put Hembo up against any of them. Today is Hembo's favorite day of the year by 
far, and he has got the top five takes for the start of the baseball season. Number five. Number five. Have the Yankees found the next Derek Jeter? Maybe, just maybe. His name is Anthony Volpe. He's going to start opening day at shortstop for the Yankees at 21 years old. Derek Jeter started opening day for the Yankees at shortstop at 21 years old. Anthony Volpe is from and born in New Jersey. Derek Jeter was born in New Jersey. Now, I want to be clear. It's a high bar to clear. Anthony Volpe is not going to be a 300 hitter the way that Derek Jeter was. He is, however, an excellent power-speed combo. So he might, as a rookie greenie, hit 20 homers and steal 30 or even 40 bases this season for the New York Yankees. Yeah, it's always so hard to be the guy that comes after the guy. And while, obviously, Jeter has been out of the sport for several years, it still feels like he's the guy coming after the guy. They have done a terrible job at filling that void for many obvious reasons. Anthony Volpe is the best option that they have had since Jeter walked off that field to even come close to fill in that void at the top of the Yankees lineup. Absolutely. The, the, the thing with Jeter is that you're filling so many different things. He had a level of charisma. By the way, Derek Jeter does have a chapter in our book in Got Your Number. Derek Jeter does own the number two. Um, and, and one of the things that I wrote about in that, it's not just the greatness of the player, but it was the magnitude of the person. Like It's hard to put into words the combination of charisma, leadership, for lack of a better word, integrity. And I'm not even sure I know exactly why I mean that. And, and then obviously the clutch moments. Those are the things that do not get replaced no matter what your numbers on the field look like. Derek Jeter is not the greatest player of all time. But I would, I would venture to say that Derek Jeter has more signature moments than any player in baseball history. You say the name of a play or the name of a moment, there are half a dozen that he can stake claim to that are greater than most players that have played since the beginning of time. The flip well, play. Not, okay, the, the, there's there's the flip play against Oakland. There's the flip play against Oakland. The running into the stands. Yeah, where he play. flipped over, head over, whatever. Yep. You have Mr. November. Right. You have the homer on opening day that he hit um, in Cleveland. There are. And how about the home run that he hit for his three thousand? The three thousandth hit, the four for four day off of David Price. Like you stack these up against almost any other great driving player in the winning run in his last game at Yankee Stadium. In the I, know, o- I mean, they were out in of it. The but only game in the only game he ever played there in which they were out of it. Yeah, think about that. They were the only game in which they had been mathematically eliminated. Unbelievable. We have all that stuff uh, in the book, by the way. Again, got your number, which you can pre-order now. Number four. Number four of our takes here on the green light opening day. Which free agent is going to have the biggest impact in their first year? The answer to this question is Trey Turner. He's going to play shortstop for the Phillies. They signed him to a three hundred million dollar contract they have an excellent chance to repeat as National League champ in large part because of him we just saw him absolutely tear up the world baseball classic a lot like Volpe whom I just mentioned obviously he's a prospect Trey Turner's a sure thing don't be at all surprised if Trey Turner hits 30 home runs in a very hitter friendly ballpark and don't be at all surprised if Trey Turner steals 50 bases this season for the Phillies. A special edition of Greenies Takes. Hembo taking over with the five biggest takes as we start the baseball Number season. three. Who is going to benefit the most from baseball's rule changes? Again, there are several. We've got the pitch clock. We've got the, um, the, the, the shift being done away with. We have the larger bases. Who is going to benefit most from that? There are two kinds of players specifically. You're going to see speedsters. The fastest player on your team is going to benefit. And you're going to see left-handed pull hitters. Prime, those are the two kinds of players that are most going to benefit. So if, if you're thinking of really fast guys, the aforementioned Trey Turner, Bobby Wood in Kansas City, Corbin Carroll in Arizona, you can see guys steal 50, 
60 or even 70 bases this year based upon the fact that in spring training there were more than twice as many stolen bases this spring as last. And secondly, the deleting of the shift is massive. Think about Corey Seager in Texas, Anthony Rizzo for the Yankees, Kyle Schwarber of the Phillies. No longer is a hard-hit ball to shallow right field going to be fielded by your third baseman. That's going to be a base hit now, and that's going to go a long way in injecting more base runners into the sport and inflating batting averages of left-handed hitters that over the last 15, 20 years, frankly, Greeny have stood absolutely no chance. Absolutely. Greeny and Hembo here with the top five takes as we start the next season. Number two. How is the Shohei Otani, Mike Trout era going to end in Anaheim? Tragically. Unceremoniously. Awfully. This is literally... Buster picked them to go to the playoffs on TV today. Yeah, Buster's wrong. They have Babe Ruth... And Mickey Mantle on the same team and nothing to show for it. We were so hungry to see them in a meaningful game that we made a big deal of the WBC at bat, which in hindsight, (laughs) I'm not sure quite lived up to the hype. Truly. This is a team that has had these two guys again, Ruth and Mantle, for the last five years. They own the longest active streak in baseball of consecutive losing seasons. Pittsburgh. Kansas City, Arizona, Cincinnati, all the bad teams. They have had a winning season more recently than the Angels have. I guess in some sense it's kind of commentary as to how little one player in baseball, or in this case two players, can actually make a difference in the game of baseball. But that is an astonishing statistic considering how great those two guys are. Kansas City had been in a World Series since the last time the Angels (laughs) felt like they mattered. You know, that's actually an interesting point. When we talk about baseball and the ways that it can become more popular in the culture, We are now such a star-driven culture. And you can talk about how baseball doesn't do a good enough job of cultivating its stars. And and, and, and that's that's a different debate. In my opinion, it is somewhat overstated. But the one thing about it that is different is that in the the highest leverage moments, meaning the postseason and the biggest moments of any individual game, in all the other sports, the highest profile players are always the ones in the center of it. And, and, and it is because the highest profile players can have such a disproportionate impact on a game itself. Whereas if Mike Trout isn't up and Mike Trout isn't up and there's nothing he can do about your team being down two runs in the ninth inning, that would never happen to LeBron James or to Michael Jordan. It would never happen to Peyton Manning. It would never happen to Tom Brady. If Mike, if Mike Trout were a quarterback, his team would be in the conference championship game every single every year. Every single year. If Shohei Otani were a basketball player, he would be LeBron James, like you said. That's baseball, though. And that's why roster building and all the other stuff matters just as much as who's at the top of your lineup. And to be clear, that's the part of baseball that isn't changing and never should. Number one. Finally, the number one question on everybody's mind. We are at the beginning. Who will be there at the end? I have the Atlanta Braves beating the Toronto Blue Jays in the World Series this really? year. Toronto is on the precipice with a bunch of young stars and an improved pitching staff. By the end of the season, they will have leapfrogged the Yankees as the best team in their division. And look, Greeny, Atlanta has the best team. They won the championship two years ago. They won more than 100 games last year. I cannot find a weakness on this team. Their lineup is absolutely stacked. Their pitching is going to be incredible. For as good as the Mets are, for as good as the Phillies are, the Braves are the crown jewel of that division, that league, and in my opinion, 
the whole sport. All right, and there you have it. Those are the takes today uh, as performed by my main man, Hembo, on this, the day that the Major League Baseball season starts. Let me bring Bubba into the conversation for this. Bubba is many things to many people. Obviously, he is now a legendary figure in the world of radio production. But Bubba, among many other things, of course, is a former Met. He loves the Met. You know that he loves the Met so much, and it's because it is in his blood and part of it. He was, um, you know, one of those. He had a 40-day. He was on the 40-man, I should say, for the Mets on a couple of different stints in his career back in the uh, in the 60s, right after they um, right after they formed there. Right. Um, Stangle, in, right? Casey Stangle? In, in Queens. Yeah, so back yeah. in those days when they won, what, they won 59 games that year or something like that? Whatever that, that You're record rounding is. up on Bubba's team. Anyway, how are you feeling? There are a lot of people picking the Mets to make the World Series this year, Bubba. Obviously, you lost your closer in what could only be described as comically tragic fashion during the World Baseball Classic. Right. Um, yeah. And I say how, it that way because it, yeah. it was tragic, but it was also the fact that it was done in a in a celebration, jumping up and down celebrating um, is, uh, well, it is what it is. How do you feel upon this, the start of your baseball season? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling confident. I am still feeling good. I'm excited to see Scherzer and Verlander together this year. Um, I Obviously, it's it's... Devastating Diaz is gone, but the only silver lining is that it happened before the season. So I am confident that Steve Cohen and, and the team can bring someone in if needed at some point during the year. But I think they're probably going to go with a, a mix of you know, Robertson, some other people, Adovino. So I, I do think we can get it done. I mean, Diaz, is, it's a huge loss, but um, I think we can still get it done. I, I love Lindor. I think he'll have a, a good year. Alonzo, I, I think we're going to be good this year. I think, I think we – we had a really dis- I was at the game with a really disappointing end of the year of the wild card. I think we have a good chance to get at least to the NLCS, and I think we can make, uh, make a run. Right, we'll see. Uh, that division is going to be brutal, right? Between the Phillies, the Braves, and the Mets, that division is going to be very tough. It's the best division in baseball. If, if Bubba's team is going to wind up winning the World Series this year, what it's going to look like is the Diamondbacks in 01. It's going to be Verlander and Scherzer playing the role of Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling. What I don't know, what's not clear to me, is whether or not Two starting pitchers can even do that in anymore. Baseball 20 yeah, years the game has changed that much in 20 years. We'll see. Did I tell you I saw Verlander? When I was down in Florida, I was playing on a golf course, um, and he was in the group behind me, mm. and he was playing with Strahan, whom I know. And so Michael came over to say hello. We wound up chatting, and I talked to Verlander a little bit, and he's very excited about moving to New York. We talked, we didn't talk. We talked about baseball, but mostly we talked about he and his, you know, and his beautiful wife moving to New York and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so he is very excited about this. Verlander, I, what an acquisition that is. Uh, I, I've said this before. So people often say he is our version of Nolan Ryan. Yeah. He, Justin Verlander is way better than Nolan Ryan, especially at this stage in his career. He just won the Young of the American League in the year immediately following Tommy John surgery. This is theoretically like your your rehab year. I could, I could see Justin Verlander being considerably better this year than he was last. That's a rubber arm that's going to last into his mid-40s. So we got Buster coming out today, and we will go through all this, but we're going to have to, we got a bone to pick with Buster. Actually, Bubba, we should get that promo. Um, and let me know if you can find it and put it up here okay. on the screen, or you can play it, because this happened, Hembo, on a day that you were off. So I'm not even sure you know this, but on a day that you were off, I heard a promo for Buster Olney's podcast. It's the Baseball Tonight podcast, right? For Buster's podcast. And he ran through a litany of all of the guests that he has on regularly. And I, as I was listening to it, it occurred to me that unless I'm mistaken, you appear on that show every week. And have for seven years. Seven years. He mentions Everybody, he mentions my Aunt Miriam being on that podcast, <laughs> and at no point 
does he mention, listen, do I have it? I just saw the screen uh, click. Here it is. This is this was Buster's promo. This is Buster Only, host of the Baseball Tonight podcast, inviting you to join us. We go three days a week with great guests from players such as Mike Trout and Carlos Correa, managers like Dusty Baker and Dave Roberts, general managers like Brian Cashman and Alex Anthopoulos, and our regulars, Tim Kirkchin, Sarah Langs, Jeff Pass, and Carl Ravitch. Baseball is a great fishbowl of humor. What the hell just happened? What just happened? He was naming the regulars. What's the problem? Ten people. Not only, not only does he mention all of these regulars who are who fall under the same category you do, he actually then leaves a pregnant pause in the read just to rub in the fact that there was space. He just chose not to occupy it with your name. That is so insulting. Buster, I need a good explanation. We're I don't... Gonna- I, like, I, need a, I need an explanation that's going to walk me off this ledge because right now, Buster, I'm really, really close to jumping off of it. We've got to have a conversation about this, and we will with him as we continue. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, Board. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Baseball is back and better than ever. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you will love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. Buster only a little later. Hembo here breaking down the baseball. Uh, one other reminder, if you are interested in an autographed copy of our upcoming book, which will be released next Tuesday, it is called Got Your Number. We have autographed copies, a very limited number. Yesterday they sold out in five minutes. We have another limited supply that just became available late yesterday. It is pinned to the top of my Twitter page. Go to at ESPN Greeny on Twitter right now. You can click on that link there. It's from Books a Million, and you can order signed copies. I believe you can order as many as five. I think they limit it to five, um, and they're going to go fast. So um, if you are interested, uh, my advice uh, with our great gratitude is that you order it right now. That said, uh, we'll deal with Buster a little later. I got to tell you, something that I saw, was it Cam, Cam or, or Bubba? Who was it that put the thing in the notes 
about the Mets and what they are doing now for college kids. I really like that. So let me tell you a quick quick story to sort of set this up. When I got to Evanston, Illinois, in the fall of 1985, I grew up in New York City. I was as New York a kid as you could possibly be. And then I leave for the first time. I'd never left home for more than like a week in my life. And I moved to Evanston, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago, to go to college. And I can tell you that when that happens in your life, sports becomes very important. Um, And I'm sure most people know what I'm talking about. But when you're away from home, like that's kind of a touchstone. That was a way to connect with people. And and in those days, um, Wrigley Field did not have lights. So the legendary ballpark on the north side of Chicago on Addison did not have lights. So every game was in the afternoon. And so it was a, on the right of passage is the wrong word. It was a ritual. You jumped on the L and went to Wrigley and sat there in the bleachers. Tickets were incredibly inexpensive. I don't remember now what it was. I want to say tickets were $5 to sit in the bleachers or something like that. Sunny day, beautiful. You would sit there. That was my social life. Like, that's how people got to know each other. That was a tradition at Northwestern, for sure, and I think probably for a lot of other people, too. So when I saw this story, I was really excited. Go ahead, Bubba. I'll let you explain what the Mets owner, Steve Cohen, has proposed doing here, because I think it is a fantastic idea. Yeah, basically, the, some Mets executive from the sales office or whatever was doing a press conference, and he was just saying he, they noticed how there's just so many schools in New York and then specifically New York City alone, so they they figure there's this market of, of students that's just not really being tapped into, so they're going to do a thing for specifically for college students where you can get tickets to Mets games, which they felt like was an underserved market, where you can go to a Mets game if you're a college student for $15 a game. Mm. And they're, they're specifically targeting these students to try and get them to the game because they felt like they're not coming to enough games. So $15 to a game, which is to a you know, normal seats, probably you know, 40, 50, even higher. That's so smart. And not in the little picture that you just described, although it does do that as well. It'll get more butts in the seats this year, and an empty seat is worth less than $15. So that's, I mean, an empty seat brings in you brings you in less than $15. So selling it is in and of itself a good thing. But to a more important point, as we talk about, and this, is, this goes for all the sports, if you are looking to build an audience, what better could you possibly do right now than get a bunch of kids who are between 18 and 22 years old to come to your ballgames and hopefully fall in love with your product, hopefully fall in love with your sport? I mean, it's just so smart. I, I, I just I, I can't fathom why this wasn't already a thing, and I absolutely love it. I have family in Cleveland, but the Guardians are doing this year. They're offering what they're calling like an unlimited Guardians pass for $49 a month. You can go to any Guardians game that you want. You don't have a seat. But you can go uh, sit in the concourse, you can drink your beers, you can hang out with your friends. For $49 a month, you can do that. I have neighbors that are big Yankees fans. They have a similar package that they're offering this year. They just wander around the bleachers and stuff. That's what you want if you're Major League Baseball. The baseball's in-stadium experience is incomparable to anything else. It's one of the best things that they have. And we can drive people there, it goes without saying you'll make more money. But you also make a lot of lifelong fans in the process. That's the point, is that this is not about the you know, I don't know, 500 tickets that you're going to sell a game. I, I, I'm just making up a number. It's probably less than that. I have no idea. It's not about that. Yes, there are a lot of colleges around New York City, but you know what? There are a lot of colleges everywhere. There is not one Major League Baseball team that is not located near schools, colleges, 
high schools. This, this should be offered to those people everywhere. That's how you develop fans. And it is with the oldest cliche in the world. But the first time you walk into a ballpark, the first time my dad took me to Yankee Stadium, I still remember what it all looked like. I remember what it smelled like. I remember what it felt like. And you fall in love with the sport. So good for them. That is really smart. Get the college kids, and they need to be doing this with high school kids, too. Absolutely. All right, this is good. Uh, we'll have Buster in the next hour. We will obliterate him. We have a bunch to do, so stay close by. It's Greening on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.